good deal, man. Um, so, I mean, let's let's start off by at least telling the truth and being honest with the listener. I, I didn't have anything ready for today, for this episode. <laughs> I didn't have anything planned. I didn't have anyone on the docket. Um, I, we came back from uh, from summer break, and uh, those first two uh, episodes took it out of me. I just, I didn't... I didn't plan. I just bad at getting back to to getting into the scheduling, producing uh, headspace of of podcasting. You know, routines are tough. They're they're hard. They're, they're hard to get back into. You know, they are, especially when you've done them for 110 episodes. You know, it's like <laughs> you need a break. You need yeah, a break. Yeah, of course. Um, let's uh, let's say what we're what we're doing today. Uh, Curtis and I have been talking for a while. If you don't know, Curtis Thompson is the one I'm talking to today. We've uh, we've done two episodes before. Two of my favorite episodes of the podcast, by the way. And um, we we've been talking for a little bit about uh, what we could do that um that both of us would be on the same page you know it wouldn't be just uh, one person uh taking the lead that we would both be on uh even keel and also kind of a project that uh would would give us some some multiple installments of the podcast right yeah. curtis yeah. that's what we've been talking about absolutely you know um it, it was a it, it, it's been kind of like a, a project I've been thinking about for a long time, and, and I had it in my mind for um, pr- you know probably months before I even brought it up to you. And um, when I when I eventually did bring it up to you, uh, it, it was it it was really almost sort of like an a oh here's an idea I had, but you wouldn't be interested, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. And I was really happy that you that you actually were because you know it. It, I mean, it technically it benefits me, but you're right; it benefits us both because there's like it's it's kind of a big project. It is, know, really. and it's and it's incredibly intimidating too. It's like um, I was listening to a podcast today, in fact, uh, where they were talking about uh, the Searchers. I think it was the Canon with uh, with Devin Faraci mm. and uh, Amy Nicholson, and uh, they were talking about how intimidating it is to even think about the whole catalog of John Ford's work, oh my like. God. You can think about the, the, the major movies that come to mind, The Searchers and, of course, all the Wayne movies that he did and everything. But uh, when when it comes to, to even taking it in, I think he's done like 150 movies and uh, many different phases, I'm sure. And, and not all of them are, are classics, certainly. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's it, what we're talking about here is is a, another kind of you know I, I think it's it's safe to say that he is an auteur in every uh, every meaning of the world uh, every meaning of the word and that's Alfred Hitchcock that we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. What's What's interesting about Alfred Hitchcock is that he too has that reputation that that Ford and and other big filmmakers of the 20th century have is that he, you know uh, anybody can rattle off maybe three or five of his films and they're usually all kind of contained in like like maybe the 50s and 60s yeah you know and and that's it's it's so easy like you say to to name those few but the man was a was a was a directing machine right. he put out so much and over uh you know frankly a a a much larger timescape than probably most anybody would really give him credit for. Right. 
People don't even think about him. I mean, when we talk about uh, cinephiles today, they have to either know their cinema history or they kind of like um, encapsulate what they know of a, of a director into a certain box, especially if they're not interested particularly in that director's output. I know that for some it's it's hard to engage on some of this stuff. Um, the further you go back, especially uh, the, these these kids today, get off my lawn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But you know, it's what's difficult is that um, yes, you got a a, a pinnacle of uh, the American Hollywood system, a pinnacle of the British filmmaking system before and after World War II, and uh, certainly you have someone that uh, that is a name. He's probably one of the most influential, if not the most influential, um, person when it comes to thrillers, mysteries, horror movies. As Absolutely. far as cinema is concerned, yeah, yeah, and 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 even and even more than that, I mean, thrillers, mystery, horror, all that stuff. Like that's exactly what you think of when you think of Alfred Hitchcock. Mm. But just doing, you know, the, the 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 very beginnings of of the research for this project, it, it's 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 so much more. It's just you know, it's straight jump uh, drama, and there's like a little bit of comedy in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially in the. Uh, in the early stuff, like I, if you had asked me, you know, when was the 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 first feature length movie that that Alfred Hitchcock ever made? I, I would not have said the twenties. Oh uh, yeah, like, right. You know, period. You know, right. right. Uh, and uh, uh, to to see in that in that filmography that you got a bunch of short stuff in there. Some of it's kind of silly. Some of it's kind of funny. And before you even start getting into that whole like mystery element of mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, surprised me, and that—that's really one of the main reasons uh, what that that had me think about wanting to do this and wanting to see if if you were interested, uh, because it's like the man did so much over such a long period of time, right. and in in all honesty, I've never seen any of it. Yeah, yeah, it's I've difficult. seen maybe three, right. maybe three episodes, three movies of his. Mm-hmm. Right. There's so much to to explore there because I mean, certainly we have what we are like familiar with is even when he's already become a mainstay when yeah. he wasn't when he wasn't hungry uh, when he wasn't um, finding his style when he wasn't finding uh, cinema language understanding cinema language like we weren't on that journey with him we are we met up with him when we already knew you know, his, his place in history. Yeah, absolutely. Like when people started really noticing him and he was getting those, those bigger budgets and, you know, those, those Hollywood features and whatnot, like everybody was discovering him, but he was already perfecting, Right. you know, he had been doing it for decades. He was totally like getting on the top of his game. And so it's kind of interesting that way because, you know, a lot of times, you know, maybe not then, but but certainly now, you you start to to meet people pretty early on in their career sometimes, and you get to grow up with them, and you get to watch them right. as they get more and more, um, you know, practiced in their art. Right. But it doesn't really seem like that's the case with Hitchcock. Uh, it it yeah. seems like you know he probably hit the ground kind of running, and mm-hmm. uh, you know we were just waiting for him at the finish line. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. When you said that, when you were talking about, you know, uh, growing up with someone, I immediately started thinking of like uh, David Fincher. You know, oh, yeah. we've been we've been alive through through seeing his kind of uh, uh, style become so idiosyncratic and so David Fincher like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, to be at the beginning of someone's career or see, you know, young filmmakers, Tarantino too, and all these uh, filmmakers that kind of like came about in the '90s independent scene. And now they are kind of uh, the the new Hollywood, the new new Hollywood for for our generation. Like uh, being a part of that, being, being part of that arc is interesting enough. But to go back and look at uh, at Hitchcock, who really is, I mean, he's um, whenever there's a list released, if it doesn't have a Hitchcock movie on it, it's it's a joke. It really is yeah. a joke. Um, he is uh, not. I already said he's influential, but he is also kind of like he's a milestone. He's just a mile marker in the development of cinema. If you're talking about, well, we'll get into it. I'm sure when we talk about uh, the films and the decades, um, but uh, just the 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 idea of editing, just the idea of suspense, just the idea of of how he shoots certain things. I'm sure um, yeah. uh, uh, close ups, all of that stuff. I'm sure that there's something about Hitchcock that uh, that every single filmmaker after him took from took from uh, uh, not to to mention. Mentioned Brian De Palma, who often gets <laughs> often gets the short end of the stick as the, as the ripoff artist, right? Sometimes erroneously maligned, sometimes it's right on the money. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. Um, it, there's I, I feel like there's going to be so much to learn because I mean, we're what we're talking about here is is watching. I mean, you know, I I've never I still haven't bothered to count i almost kind of don't want to just because i I don't want to i don't want to know the number that we're going to have to start ticking down but we're talking about watching the you know the the vast majority of of the man's output right right uh over you know over a period of time Mm -hmm. and saying what uh you know what what did he really work on you know in in this time frame you know how did he he get better from this movie to the next movie and how did he apply this technique from this film to that film Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you know and how did these techniques eventually wind up in you know psycho or vertigo or or north by northwest sure well i I want to to belay any fears that uh that dear listener might uh, be having right now because we're certainly not going to be approaching this with kind of this audacious multitude, this Everest of taking on all of his films and that we are going to uh, uh, analyze every single one of his films, one episode per one movie, and we're going to talk about everything and just boil it down. We're not talking about something that audacious. We are talking about kind of breaking it down by decade, though. Um, I think the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, uh, and the first part of the 70s uh, would probably be very uh telling um we and and we're also not going to talk about i think every movie in that decade we kind of we've we've talked about so far are you are we in agreement on that yeah definitely like i'm i'm gonna do my best to watch as -hmm. many of them as possible but especially when we're talking you know things in the 20s and 30s a lot of that stuff just isn't available true um and so yeah we're I'm going to try and watch as much as I can, but there's certainly like there's certainly things that you have to hit. Like the you can't ones. just mm-hmm. skip Rebecca or, right. or anything like that or the 39 steps. You just can't right. skip that stuff. Right. Um so we're definitely going to hit those, but um 
you know, we can, we're certainly going to boil it down, mm-hmm. you know, f- for your, for your listeners. And I, I mean, maybe if they want to hear like an in-depth analysis of every single one, they can send you a bunch of money. They can send me a bunch of money. That would be and, amazing. And, um, you know, we can take the time to do that, but, um, by decade is probably best here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what we're thinking is we're probably going to be looking at, and the first episode might be kind of a little amalgam of, of the twenties. We'll see how much material we can find and watch from the twenties, but, um, much I'll tell you right now. (laughs) Right, right. But going into it, we're talking about doing, uh, doing it by decade and we're going to probably pick, uh, maybe three to five, uh, uh, mile markers, um, to talk about and maybe even moving that we we think should be uh, focused on for a particular thing that we're starting to see as a, as a pattern, as an idiosyncrasy in his style and stuff, yeah. um, and we can kind of like approach it from there. Again, I don't want the listener to feel like they're being uh, uh, intimidated either by the the heft of the project. Don't worry, we're going to, our our our, um, our reviews, our talks are really going to be conversational, like this show always is. It's not going to be a lot of uh, academic research. We really are going in as as watchers first. We want to see yeah. what we can get out of it from from an entertainment perspective, and then of course an academic perspective. But we're not going to be coming in here uh, quoting uh, Truffaut Hitchcock or Hitchcock Truffaut. Which one is first, <laughs> Hitchcock or Truffaut? Um, yeah, one of those. And we're not gonna be uh, maybe maybe it'd be interesting to to uh, work that in at a later point and kind of talk about uh, him in, in that uh, that um, uh, uh, pinnacle of an interview. But as far as the show is concerned, it's going to be us watching and us talking about it. Um, so. What we can do is we're thinking about doing this uh, as monthly installments. So yeah. right now, uh, Debatable is coming out every other week. We do about two episodes a month. And uh, hopefully I think this is going to be in addition to that. I hope there's this is going to be a third episode of a month. If things get really slow or really busy, we might have to make that the, the one of the two episodes a month. But this will always be kind of an, an extra surplus episode for, for people to listen listen to and we'll try to give them um a table of contents uh, th- what we'll be talking about on that particular month's episode so that they can watch with us yeah yeah absolutely it's it's going to be great like uh like a bonus content for mm-hmm. your listeners you know mm-hmm. i mean who wouldn't want uh, an extra episode of the debatable podcast it's all fucking free and it's kind of like a little you know it's a study group thing it's like a book club yeah, absolutely. This isn't a class. If you want to know everything there ever was to know about <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock, go buy one of the, I don't know, 7,000 books written about him. <laughs> exactly. So sometime next month, we're going to set up uh, uh, a certain um, schedule. Maybe this will be kind of like towards the end of uh, the month kind of thing. I don't know yet. We'll, we'll find out what the formula is. But sometime uh, during the month of October will be the first installment. And uh, what is it, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. So let's say that's go- this going to be about five or six months of uh, installments that uh, Curtis and I are going to work on and, and kind of uh, go through that experience, that journey of all of, uh, of Hitchcock's catalog as much as we can and kind of see uh, w- what the man, what kind of stamp he left on uh, cinema as a whole. Yep. I think uh, that we are both going to come out on the other end of this, you know, really enlightened, honestly. Yes. Um, because, you know, like I said, I've seen 
I've seen so little. I can count on one hand the, the number of films of his that I've seen. But, you know, you don't have to have seen all of them to to register the impact that he had. So uh, it's, it's going to be such a learning experience. And it's going to be so, so interesting just to watch his his just his span and his progression uh, over, you know, uh, an amount of time that is staggering, mm-hmm. you know? Surely, so. surely. So please join us for that. Curtis, thank you so much. I uh, I can't wait to, to watch these movies and talk to you uh, about them. Um, yeah, look for it next, uh, next month sometime. I'll, I'll be sure to let everyone know uh, what the, what the release is and, and what the table of contents is. Thanks so yeah. much, Curtis. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, I am, I am so excited. I can't wait to start. It's getting kind of hard to believe. Things are going to get better I've been drowning too long To believe that the tide's going to turn And I've been living too hard To believe things are going to get easier now I'm still trying to shake off the pain From the lessons I've learned And if I see Van Helsing, I swear to the Lord I will slay him. Ha 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 ha, he'd take you from me, but I swear I won't let it be so. Ha 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 ha, blood will run down his face when he is decapitated. Ah, his head on my mantle is how I will let this world know how much I love you. Die, die, die. I can.